it's a little dusty in here. My allergies yeah. go crazy. Ugh. 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 No one's so, been here in a while. So, Jafar, do you want to update the uh, the listening audience on what we've found yeah. inside our, so, we, we thought, mostly empty bunker? Yeah, so we've started to explore the uh, the new bunker, as it were, and we found that the microphones had really long cords. Strangely long. Yeah, you'd think they would just be wireless for sake of cost, but really really ridiculously long cords. So we grabbed the microphones and we're exploring the bunker. And here we have found Flint's arcade. Yeah. Legally distinct, of course, from Flynn's arcade, mm-hmm. which is probably coming soon to Disney minus man. It's this place. It's so old. Even the sticky hands, they're, they're not sticky anymore. Ugh. Well, except these ones, it's a different kind of sticky. Oh, don't, don't, don't touch those. Ben. Oh, Hey, oh. Hey, Ben. Ben, oh, it stuck to my face. I don't mean to oh, be no. a stickler for the rules, oh. um, but I'm going to need 10 tickets from you now because you took the sticky hand and you used it, and there's really <laughs> no putting them back you know, into the packaging. Oh, God, it's okay. still stuck I'll, to my face. I'll see you. I'll, I'll go get them from the skee-ball machine. Okay. Um, <sighs> you'll, be, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. It, it hey, only- guys. Hands keep jumping out and grabbing the balls from inside the holes. That's not good. That's it makes it way easier. <laughs> I guess it would. Is that what's that machine over there? Do you see that, Chris? Uh, That's, did I mention sp- I like to dance dance revolution? Ooh. Hmm. That's that's interesting. Yeah. Um, there's some stuff in here. No one's been in here in a while. Yeah. You know, it would really suck hmm. um, if we got troned. Would that suck? I don't know. It's kind of a dream. <laughs> okay, when I've I was got a, a thousand tickets. Wow. Whoa. That's a lot of tickets. The hands make jumping out of the, the ski ball holes make it really easy. Okay. Oh, they're catching the balls? Yeah. You oh, roll you... down and they just come up and grab them. Oh, well, that's okay. terrifying and really convenient. Well, yeah. I don't really know how to turn all these tickets in, but I'm guessing if I press this button here. Um, oh, no, it has activated a, 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 what do you call it? This 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 camera like thing here that's about to tron us. Oh no, oh no, it's about to tron us. Why'd you hit the button labeled Tron Machine? I thought it would be like, I don't know, like maybe Ben could get a Tron Machine for his tickets. Oh yeah, Th- that'd be. Oh no, it's firing. Theme, ah! theme song. podcast where we pick the topic today we will pick our favorites and next week we'll use them to fight to the death or maybe just for bragging rights i'm jafar i'm eight bit chris and i'm putting my quarter up on the, the the dash and i'm ben all right and we're here today to talk about our favorite arcade games 
from inside an arcade game. Yep, we are in a, I'm guessing, 16-bit version of the bunker. It's bizarre. Speak for yourself, I am clearly Final Fantasy VII polygonal. Um, yeah, that's weird. It's kind of like a weird hybrid. I'm vector graphics. Ooh. And they, I, I'm, I'm keeping an eye out for tanks. And I mean, I, and the I, nice thing about vector graphics are they are incredibly slimming, Ben. You look great. You do. Well, look... I am like six green lines, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just the letter B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, I wonder what the bunker would be like in Dwarf Fortress. I don't want to think about it. Maybe it already is. Maybe we're inside of a simulation of a bunker. You ever thought about that? No. No, I haven't. And would, I will continue to not think about would it. Would Dwarf Fortress bunker be make more sense? <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> um, not, well, not in its current incarnation, um, because our bunker no longer has a murder basement. And Dwarf Fortresses, in the game, Dwarf Fortress, um, pretty much the whole thing is murder. Um, mm -hmm. It's relatively common to have a room in your fortress where you put all the cats um, that has a hole in the middle of it leading to like a like five-story drop so that the cats continue to breed in a confined space until there are too many cats and they push each other into the hole and then they fall down and they die, and the dwarves make artifacts out of their bones. So we've really buried the lead on this. So arcade games. Yeah. Dwarf Fortress is not one. It's not, <laughs> but it is wonderful. Go give it a shot. Actually, it's really hard to play, but it's really worth it. <laughs> so if you're just joining us for the first time here, um, this is a podcast. Uh, last week we had a debate about wizards. Wizard! Which yep. uh, Chris won. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he'll get to uh, draft last today and also give us our first band pick here in a couple no, no minutes. Pick. Yep. And then we'll go through, we'll do our band picks, and no, then no we're picks. each going to take our five favorite arcade games, which we will then take to, I'm assuming, a Mortal Kombat-style deathmatch next week. Yeah, um, probably. Yeah, just, I mean, that's how things typically work here, um, where we will debate our favorite games against each other and see who comes out victorious. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm looking at the schedule. Actually, it's Primal Rage. Ooh. I mean, I'll take it over Clay Fighter. What about Clay Fighter 63 and a third? Um, that was the N64 version. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> why, did they, why did they take two-thirds off the top there? <laughs> I believe it's a Naked Gun reference. <laughs> Real oh. topical in the year 2000. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so we've got a lot of arcade games we're going to talk about here. Yes. But we can start off by talking about the ones that we won't be talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm actually kind of more excited to talk about these. Are you? <laughs> well, just to see what, what, what we ban. Yeah, what we ban. All right. Well, Chris, you've got the first band pick. So there's kind of an ambiance that you associate with your memories, yeah. you know? Um, and for me, that ambiance is centered around um, Wonderland Mall in Livonia, Michigan. All right. Uh, it no longer exists. Back back when it was still a mall. Back when it was still a mall, after it had been covered um, 
it had made the transition from being an outdoor mall, which was a thing, to an indoor mall. Um, uh, I Outdoor malls in Michigan always are like, why? Yeah. Why did you do this? <laughs> it was the thing. Um, but yeah, yeah the Wonder- Wonderland Mall was like a community center. Um, when you know, around the time mm-hmm. of, of my uh, my mom growing up, my mom's from Livonia. Yeah, you know, malls like are actually legally classified as community centers. It's a whole thing. What, what, what does the, what's the benefit of that classification? Taxes. Uh, yeah, it's a tax thing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Also, it means that they're not supposed to lock all of the doors at any given time. So that's fun knowledge when you are a teen and a miscreant that you can basically get into any mall at any time you want. Interesting. Regardless of what shops are open. Hmm. Spent a lot of time wandering around malls in the middle of the night in my high school years. That's... Why weren't you sleeping? My high school years. I was sleeping constantly. Uh, yeah. I was sleeping. <laughs> oh, I was, had I w- the I existential was... dread not set in for you guys at that point? <laughs> Yeah, well, we, were, we, we weren't going to high school during the Cold War, so. <laughs> um, Fuck off and continue. <laughs> now, by that, you mean the, the war between us and mammoths during the Ice Age? Which <laughs> uh, fares old. Anyways. So, Wonderland Mall, Chris. <laughs> Wonderland Mall. Um, the ambiance of, 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 of these memories, um, you know, like, it's very nuanced mm-hmm. to me. Um, it tastes like... Mountain Dew and mall Chinese food. Okay. Um, it it feels like the crappy carpet in the lobby of uh, the AMC six. I think there was a, only six theaters um, that was in the mall as well, mm-hmm. um, where my friends and I would go uh, to watch uh, movies. Um, we would. Because the, the, the movie theater was run by, like, older teenagers who didn't give a shit about anything, uh, we would get away with, like, taking food into the mall without even, or into the theater without even pretending. And uh, so we would take our Chinese food, and we would go in, and we'd watch films. Um, mm-hmm. And every time we went in, we would have to pass, like, the single arcade game there. Um, and that single arcade game... Uh, it was. It always was too many quarters for me to play. Yeah. But I never wanted to play because I had gone to see the movie it was based on. Okay. And while I didn't hate it at the time, I certainly hated the arcade machine. Um, so I'm banning Star Wars Pod Racers. God damn it. And I knew that would hit Ben. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> that had the coolest arcade machine. There was a version where you sat in Anakin's pod. Yep. And raced... With the levers, ah, you suck. You suck. It's a not. It's not a good game. It's a great game and a great film. All right. Well, first band pick: Star Wars Pod Racers. Last time we'll be talking about that. Ben, uh, actual name: Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer. That's yeah. That's okay. I did, I did, you can, you can I, take it off your list now. I didn't want to give it any more airtime than I had already done. <laughs> well, I did a lot of research into it, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> the point of these picks, right? <laughs> Tactical. Yep. All right. Well, I'm going to pick one that uh, I I'm I decided it's a no-no pick because it's a game that looks like it should be cool, but it's actually garbage. And when you're that right age, it's basically all games. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, when you when you're the right age, you see this cabinet and you're like, 
okay, this is going to be a really fun time. Yeah. And then it, the story is completely insane. The music is bad. And it's just not fun. But you think, but the cabinet's so cool. This must be a fun game. But it's not. But it's not. What are you taking? I'm taking Benny. Aerosmith Revolution X. <laughs> oh, okay. What? This is the, the game where uh, the government has banned rock and roll. And the only way to save the save the world is for Aerosmith to put on a concert. This is a real game, and you it has <laughs> it has uh, guns that instead of shooting bullets, you shoot CDs. You and know, CDs if you... help you put down the man. And at the end, you get to see an Aerosmith concert. It's the worst game in concept ever designed. <laughs> you know that if you remove Aerosmith from that, that is the plot of Russia's. Twenty-one, twelve, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Aerosmith is a worse game or worse band than Rush. No arguments there. And you will find no argument on that. And point. I don't even particularly like Rush. <laughs> I love Rush. All right, so I'm gonna start off my uh, pick here with Fuck Konami. Mm -hmm. um, just generally speaking, fuck Konami. Yeah. Um, now there are some games from Konami that I'm sure will get drafted because they used to be a good company. And they used to make good games. But my no-no pick, my band pick, is something from not that era. Okay. Because they took one of my favorite games of all fucking time, gave it a 4K remaster, and then turned it into a fucking pachinko machine. <laughs> so fuck you, Konami, for Snake Eater Pachinko. I will never forgive you. Snake. Why are we still here? Just to suffer. Every night, I can feel my leg and my arm. I was actually gonna draft that. <laughs> <laughs> why would you, why would you do that to me? <laughs> Fuck you, Snake Eater Pachinko. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> It's very hard to be on a sneaking mission and everything's just ping, 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 ping. <laughs> Pachinko machines make a lot of noise. They do. I would argue that... I mean, it's digital pachinko, so I would it's very argue, flashy, too. I would argue that the, the actual noise of a pachinko parlor is the perfect setting for a real-life sneaking mission. Nobody would hear you sneaking <laughs> up on them. All right. Well, that's all the band picks. Yep. It's time to move on to the meat and potatoes. Our actual picks. Yep. And I've got the first one. Yes, you do. And there's a couple things that I really want on my list, but I need to remember that I've got four picks before I get to say anything again. Mm-hmm. So I have to take something that I really feel is going to go, and it's something that I don't want left off the table. This arcade game defined an era of my life, for sure. Um, it's a game that when I see it now, I get more excited than possibly I did when I saw it as a kid, if only because I've got enough quarters to actually get past the Battle of Hoth. Uh, I'm taking Star Wars Trilogy Arcade. Ooh, nice. That is a very, very fun uh, fun game. You, you do the Death Star Trench Run, you do the Battle of Hoth. And you do uh, speeder bikes, speeder on, bikes Endor, on Endor. And you fight Vader in a lightsaber battle. And, and Boba Fett. Yeah. But the lightsaber battles, I 
always screwed up because it's flight controls and not... Yeah. So everything's mirrored. So if you want this, your sword to go up, you have to go down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate inverted controls. I hate inverted crazy. controls. Yeah. <laughs> um, same. And I never had enough quarters or coordination as a kid to actually finish. Um, but I think, God, it would have been sometime in college. Um, so our mutual friend, Jay, that, yeah. you, that we know, friend of the pod, Jay, um, and I had found a like back door, I suppose, for uh, Dave and Buster's. They had a thing where you got an hour of free arcade games on your birthday, mm-hmm. but it was based off of a sign-up coupon. And so we would go in and edit the HTML <laughs> so that it would display as our proper birthday and like give us the code. <laughs> and so every time we went to Dave and Buster's, it was both of our birthdays and we had a free hour. <laughs> and we did this many, 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 many times. Um, and I'm we would just, just so put out a whole bunch crimes of crimes right here. Um, I'm, I'm interested to in know. Dave and Buster's, or no, it wasn't Dave and Buster's, it was GameWorks. Sorry. Okay. It was the GameWorks at Great Lakes Crossing. I'm just interested um, to know how you managed to change the HTML on a web page. It was on an email. Um, that you, oh, on an email. Um, yeah. Uh, using a whistle in a, in a payphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you too, Chris. Um, so yeah, no, we would we would edit the emails, the HTML in the emails, and get free hours. There were, you got them for a couple of things, so it wasn't always birthdays. But like we would just roll up with like four or five of us, and we'd stack our free hours. So because it started after the first scan, so we'd go with a bunch of us, and we would just who had the free card for that hour, and would just scan people's machines, and everyone would play as much as they wanted for hours. Um, fun. Yeah, so I I beat Star Wars Trilogy Arcade in that time of my life, which was also the same time frame where we went and beat every House of the Dead game. Including Typing of the Dead? Um, I don't think they had a Typing of the Dead machine, but I do love Typing of the Dead. <laughs> um, killing zombies through, Ty- <laughs> through the English language. Uh, I have a Typing of the Dead story, but I'm going to ramble on for forever, and okay. it's your pick, Ben. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So, man, I got the second pick, and there are already two Star Wars arcade consoles, your arcade cabinets, that are gone. I'm not allowed to, 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 to talk about. That's, that's quite the bummer for me. I'm sure you found a third. Um, well, <laughs> I do you? have a third. <laughs> it was good, uh, okay. But, say, if you've only got two on your list, I'm genuinely surprised. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, one of the two consoles that brought back uh, arcades in the 90s, or cabinets that brought back uh, arcades in the 90s. Arcades right. were huge in the 70s, Pac-Man, you know, that era. Miss Pac-Man, yeah. The superior of the Pac-Man games. Oh, uh, agreed. Uh, and then <laughs> hot, there was... Hot take? Not, not really. It's <laughs> generally regarded as a no, better no, game no, all around. No, I was about to offer a hot take. Um, maybe it's just <laughs> maybe it's just because I grew up with a different uh, uh, era of gaming. I don't like Pac-Man that much. <laughs> Yeah, you're allowed to be wrong. Um, but Go ahead, Ben. There was the, the great uh, game crash, and then everything started coming back in the, the late 80s. Yeah. And one of the games that brought back uh, the need to be in, uh, in an arcade where you can play against random people and show them your moves, taking Street Fighter 2. All right. 
Nice. That's on my list. Um, just so it said, I'm okay with all variants of Street Fighter 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and World, yeah. World Warrior, New Challengers, Turbo. Turbo. It's all good. Uh, Street Fighter, if anybody doesn't know, it's a game where it is a uh, worldwide fighting tournament. Everyone, every nation is sending their best fighters, and you go defeat all them, and then you defeat a evil general overlord who's using this to, somehow, yeah. to somehow conquer the world. Uh, and they have made a bunch of really bad movies based on it. <laughs> uh, and just so many versions of it. The movie but, killed Raw Julia. Yeah. Uh, he did it despite the fact that he was dying. Just just so that we're not spreading misinformation. It did kill uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jean... I think he, I, he I was think actually she, just freshly divorced. I think Jean-Claude <laughs> Van Damme is perfectly capable of killing his own marriages. Yeah. Uh, but it is a very, very tight fighting game, and it showed just how hard it is to make one of these because there were a million clones, and none of them got it quite right. Yeah, I mean, except for Mortal Kombat, but that's well, fine. Yeah. They are the Pepsi and Coke, and everybody else just didn't get it. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll come out and say it. Street Fighter is the Coke. <laughs> they, they might have swapped these days, but... The Street Fighters, at least back then, was definitely the Coke of the two. All right, Chris. All right. You got um, two picks. Yeah. So um, I'm going to start off with um, a, a an arcade cabinet that we should all be intimately familiar with. Because I believe we're inside of it right now. Yeah. Um, for those who aren't familiar, the movie Tron, uh, most of the actual, uh, like, in the video game world stuff takes mm-hmm. place in st- inside of an arcade machine, um, a game that was famously developed by Flynn and then uh, stolen by the evil global video game company Encom. Um so I'm going to take Space Paranoids as my first one, uh, which is, for all intents and purposes, the arcade game from Tron. All right. Um, they did later on make Tron into an ar- arcade game, um, but that is... Uh, you didn't get Troned into Tron. Yeah, you didn't get Troned into Tron. You, got, you get Troned into Space Paranoids. And then you meet Tron. Yeah. Yeah. I only know Robotron. Fight the MCP, that whole deal. Yeah, man. Bio-Digital Jazz Band. Sorry, hmm. that's from the it's from the update later on. Tron Legacy. Yeah, yep. Tron Legacy was real good. Yeah, never saw it. It's fun. Um, the next uh the next arcade game that I'm going to take um is one that the man doesn't want you to know about. Yeah. Um, and that's because. Uh, this was an arcade game uh, that really should never have existed in the first place. Um, it was, some say, created by the same minds that um, uh, created the, uh, what's it called, MK Ultra program in the United States government. 
Um, okay. All right. The program which famously uh, used LSD uh, to uh, do experiments upon unwitting, um, unknowing, uh, usually soldiers, um, but a bunch of other people. Um, there are reports of this arcade machine first surfacing in the area of Portland, Oregon. Um, however, nobody today knows where a copy, an extant copy of this arcade machine can be found. Um, and that is because it is almost certainly an urban legend. Um, I'm going to take the video game Polybius. So it was a sub-hypothetical CIA controls your mind video game? It is an urban legend about an arcade cabinet that is somehow created by the CIA using their research from MKUltra, which um, makes children lose their minds. Okay. Okay. It's it's great. <laughs> All right. Well, that's pretty uh, out there and weird, Chris. Mm -hmm. I look forward to countering it with an even weirder pick. But before that, Ben. So you guys are really going going out there with your uh, your picks. I mean, I took Star Wars Trilogy Arcade, so kind of. Well, I'm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go with one of the the premier 90s beat-em-up cabinets. The cabinet that uh, inspired a movie that, if you told me, was made by the CIA to make children go insane. <laughs> I would believe you. <laughs> I'm taking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. Fucking Turtles in Time on my list. So good. Uh, yes. It is the follow-up to the great Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade games... Uh, unlike the horrible NES game. Yeah. And then this one, they're just like, screw it. We don't need sewers. We don't need New York City streets. I mean, let's you fight some the sewers to travel through time, but yes. Yeah. Let's fight some samurais. <laughs> Fuck it, we're going to the Wild West. Yeah. Turtles in Time is great. Um, I actually have it listed with um, the four-player X-Men game on my list because they're effectively the same, <laughs> um, just from slightly different eras. Speaking of different eras, the arcade games really came out of Japan in force. And as we all know, sometimes things in Japan get a little weird. What? So I've got two Japanese-only arcade games as my next two picks. Hmm. And they are bizarre. And they're not even going to be the weirdest ones that I found. We'll get to that in the honorable mentions. But I just we need to talk about these. And the first is Submarine Catcher. Three words for when you try to Google it. So we're all familiar with a claw machine, right? Yes. The claw machine, you go, you get a stuffed animal or sometimes an iPhone in the more modern versions. Um, can you imagine one of these that instead of that was a live lobster tank? <laughs> because that's what this game is. It is quite literally a claw machine where you catch your dinner. All right. Live lobsters just hanging out in a claw machine. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So it's like they put a, a claw machine on the tanks at Red Lobster. Yep. That's claw exactly what it's like. to grab and win live lobsters. Yep. Huh. Oh, man. I would have dumped a bunch of money in and then just released them into the arcade. <laughs> <laughs> Be free. Scuttle, my friends. <laughs> yeah. No, that is... That is a real, a real arcade game. Um, the only thing that would make an arcade smell worse than just 
gallons of spilled soda. Also, shellfish. <laughs> um, so, uh, that's weird and fun. Um, and kind of, uh, you know, it's it seems in concept. It's it, When you say it's Japanese only, you're like, okay. Um, so there is a lot of weird and unusual arcade games with weird and unusual controllers as oh, well yeah. in Japan. And that is my next pick, which is Chocha Borai Gaishi. Um, and what does that mean? That translates to Super Table Flip. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've seen this game. <laughs> it is... It is interesting. <laughs> so, uh, basically, you uh, you play your quarters, and you are a Japanese father at a family dinner, <laughs> where the family tells you something upsetting, and you, in turn, quite literally take the table controller and flip the table, <laughs> and the game scores you on how hard you flip the table. <laughs> yep. Yep. That is... <laughs> ooh! That is... I really wish I could play this game. So it's, Dad, I got an F on my test. Flip. <laughs> yep. yep. For sure. It is, um, I would say that that is a uniquely Japanese game. I don't, think, I don't think that you really find the cultural um, milieu <laughs> anywhere else but Japan for that kind of a game to exist. I yeah. mean, I know I'd be down to play it. But I'd love to play that game. I also know... We Japan does not corner the market on weird arcade consoles. <laughs> this is true. Ben, do you have one to take? Well, no. It's your pick. I, I know, but there's the Atari game where the the concept is groping a person. Yeah, that's a game. And I'm not taking that. <laughs> um, but you didn't ban it. No, because I really hate Aerosmith Revolution X. <laughs> I can assure you I was not going to take it. Okay. <laughs> um, we, we're, we're not supposed to talk about it, guys. <laughs> so, with my number three pick, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm picking with my, my head and my heart, because this is my wife, Glorianne's favorite arcade game. Yep. I bought her a copy of it, and... Uh, Watched the joy in her eyes as she got to play it on her computer. Tanks, tanks, tanks? Uh, no. Oh. But I've also... This is a a arcade game that has brought a lot of strife into my life. Okay. Because a lot of bars you go into have a game called Golden Tea. Mm. And every time we go into a bar or restaurant that has one, my wife sees it and for a second thinks... It's Golden Axe. But it's not. It's Golden Tea. And so she gets very excited and then very sad. So I'm taking Golden Axe, a game where a dwarf, a barbarian, and an Amazon fight a giant to reclaim the Golden Axe. I believe the sound effects in that game were actually taken from Arnold's Conan the Barbarian movies. Oh, it, the barbarian is clearly Conan. <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. All right, Chris, you got two. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess it's it goes without saying that this uh, draft is definitely one with a lot of nostalgia. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to pick one uh, that is very near and dear to my heart. 
um, because if I can tell you one thing about nine-year-old Chris, um, it's that he desperately, desperately wanted to ride in a giant robot. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that checks out. And he wouldn't get the opportunity to until mm-hmm. many years later. Um, and so back in those, uh, those early days, the best substitute that one could find was rather hard to find. There was only one arcade near me that had it, um, and it was not the one closest to my house, so I very rarely played it. And also, I was terrible at it <laughs> um, because it was a rather fast-paced game. Um, and as a result, I don't even remember most of it. I think I just like got through the first couple of levels. Never made any serious progress on this one. Um, Virtual On. Okay. It was a arcade game where you played as a mech. Like you chose your mech and you controlled the arcade game with twin um, like sticks, mm-hmm. uh, which to me at the time was just the coolest thing. It is the coolest thing. In all reality, it made controlling the mech rather difficult. Um, it was not very intuitive um, looking back at it, but... I believe I might have played this game, or was, at least one similar to it. It was, I mean, it was widespread enough that it was it was something you might have run into. Man, I do, I do really love twin stick games. Maybe if there was some twin stick game where you, you, flew, you flew a pod... I don't know, it sounds like something we can't talk about. Uh, Chris, you've got another pick. (laughs) Yeah. Um. (laughs) Sorry, I'm shitting on your cereal, Ben. No, no. (laughs) We need to come up with, like, a... A a drop or a stinger or something. Like a whoop, 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 whoop. Like, (laughs) band pick, band pick. (laughs) I'll see what I can do. (sighs) Ugh. Game over, man. Game over. <laughs> um, I feel really conflicted about this next one. Are you torn? No. Are you burnt? Um, I maybe maybe I'm both of those. Okay. <laughs> Are you rip torn? I most I'm, I I I, <laughs> I almost certainly have tetanus now um, from all of the rusty metal. Um. And the giant man following me around with a big pyramid on his head. Yeah. This Was this an arcade game? I don't think so. Yes. I feel very conflicted because it was. What? It was a pachinko machine. Oh! oh! And I'm taking Silent Hill the pachinko machine, even though I shouldn't. Because Konami killed my favorite game franchise. It actually killed... Two of my favorite game franchises in the same goddamn year with the same single stroke yeah. by, by outing uh, um, Hideo Kojima. I mean, we got Death Stranding out of it. Poop yes. Stranding. We got Death Stranding, and Death Stranding is a wonderful, bizarre game. Yeah. Um, is that the game with Mads Mikkelsen? Yes. Okay. When I think about what hell is on this earth, Trying to explain Kojima games to Ben. That's one one example. (laughs) Um, I think about... I think about that. I think about losing both of my favorite game franchises in the same year. And then I think about finding out afterwards that they had both been into goddamn pachinko machines. So this is really a 
like in memorial, in memoriam pick, like R.I.P. Um, I'm not choosing this pachinko machine because I want to, but because I have to. For those of you who don't know, pachinko machines are, I guess the closest thing you can equate them to is vertical pinball. Yeah. And yep. it it is a shady way for Japanese companies to get around gambling laws. That it is. So you you can't win any money playing pachinko machines, but you can win like a stuffed bunny that is worth, you know, nothing. But then if you go to the building next door, they will buy that stuffed bunny for, you know, eighty dollars. Yeah. So this is it's called Silent Hill Escape. It was announced last year in October. Um, I've not seen any footage of it, so I don't even know if it's probably not out yet. Might not even be out yet. But uh, you can tell just from that single screenshot. Disappointing. Right? Well, yeah, it's a Konami pachinko machine. Fuck Konami. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I took a very hard stance on this at the very beginning. <laughs> I mean, I kind of think that I'm choosing this in order to further shit on Konami. Rather than snubbing them outright, I think that actively shitting on them is what I'm out here to do. Okay. Well, I have a feeling that, that maybe Hideo Kojima is not the easiest person to work with. So it might not be all their fault. <laughs> no, no, fuck Konami. <laughs> yeah, fuck Konami. Fuck Konami, yeah. Dude, like, it, it, it just it goes beyond, like, professional disputes. They didn't allow the man to receive an award for his own game. Fuck Konami. Fuck Konami. So. All right, Ben. So, I'm going to uh, take a uh, uh, play out of Chris's playbook, and I'm going to go with the only... Uh, ben, I, I didn't know that you were into Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> Was I'm that not. an arcade game? Leisure Suit Larry 4 is a fictional arcade game. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, no, but I'm going to go with a, uh, a fictional arcade cabinet. Okay. Because it is the only uh, arcade game that if you get good enough at it, you get to defend the galaxy ah. from alien invaders. Yep. yep. I am taking the arcade cabinet Starfighter from the film The Last Starfighter. I was really anticipating that Jafar would get this one. Um, well, I still got two picks. Well, I want to talk about Starfighter for a second. Yeah, let's, let's let Ben <laughs> talk about Starfighter. So, uh, Starfighter is an arcade cabinet that can only be found in one trailer park. <laughs> um, the best place to look for candidates for interstellar war. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. proven. Well, they got nothing to lose. <laughs> proven by the movie The Last Starfighter. Um, and our hero becomes incredibly good, beats the game, gets the high score, only to discover that getting the high score in this game is your way of earning admittance into the Starfighter core. And he becomes the last starfighter after everybody else gets destroyed. Mm -hmm. And it's a fun bit of uh, escapism in that if I get good enough at this silly, you know, nerdy thing, I might get to save the galaxy. And then you watch the movie and you're like, oh, there's about 10 minutes of starfighting in this because the budget's about six bucks. <laughs> and way more of it is just following around the people of the trailer park as they get into gunfights with Gul Dukat. Um, <laughs> because Marco Lamo's in that movie. Have you seen the Clerks animated spoof of The Last Starfighter? No, I have not. Okay, <laughs> so um, this is not my pick here, just to clarify, because I do have the next pick. Um, 
but uh, it's uh, Randall of the Clerks uh, finds an old arcade game that he played a bunch as a child called Pharaoh, mm -hmm. where there was also only one arcade machine of it that they could ever find. And in Pharaoh, you build pyramids, mm -hmm. right? And then he ends up getting last starfightered from hitting the high score. And he becomes a slave building pyramids? And he becomes a slave building pyramids. <laughs> uh, the sad thing about The Last Starfighter is it is it is one of those films that it's interesting and it is the perfect option for a reboot because if you made it now, even with no money, it could be a whole lot, like, you could do a whole lot more with it. Mm -hmm. But the rights are in some kind of weird production company, uh, sold to production company hell. Yeah. That a few years ago, Steven Spielberg and Seth Rogen wanted to make a Last Starfighter movie, and they couldn't find out who had the rights. Yeesh. You know, so if Steven Spielberg <laughs> is like, I want to make a Last Starfighter movie, and everybody else is just like, eh, like, yeah. he's got the resources to try and find it. He's so instead he's... he just made Ready Player One? I was about to say, yeah. like, he, when it comes to people who have capital in more than one way in Hollywood, Steven Spielberg is that person. Like, you could not have made Ready Player One with any other person. Like, nobody no. else would have been able to secure all of the rights. With the time frame, I think he went and made Tintin instead. Okay. I mean, yeah. T Tintin is a beloved character. Mm -hmm. all, all the world across. All right. So, so got, what are you I, picking? Yeah, I got two picks here. Ugh. I have to decide what I'm going to be more mad at myself for not taking. Because I've got three. And I don't know which I'm going to cut out. Well, I know only one of them... I know one of them your bones can't do anymore. That's true. I, <laughs> I really can't play DDR anymore. <laughs> and, and it really makes me sad um, just because my old man bones can't handle it. I think... So I think I will leave DDR on the table for that reason. I don't think that your DDR days are entirely behind you. I His neck I is basically made of cotton now. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. That's It's bad. All, all that, all it's, that. it's real bad, Chris. <laughs> Okay. I know I don't complain Have about it ever? that much, but it's it's real bad. <laughs> I'm just going to put this out there. Have you ever seen Celtic dancing? Yeah. They don't move their heads. They keep them perfectly still and looking straight forward. And I think I'm that it's a that perfect skilled. I think that it's a perfect style of dance for a DDR machine, <laughs> basically just like river dancing on the bitch. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm leaving DDR on the table. So there's one arcade style game that to this day I see it and I immediately stop what I'm doing go grab a beer make sure I've got a couple dollars or quarters and line up on it man the the arcade scene has changed so much in our lifetime you could not drink beer at arcades when we started well no, we were we also could. too young yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't have known um, so this game near and dear to my heart my favorite arcade game of all time. And if I could find a machine and afford it for my basement, I would have one there. In fact, I need to... I, last time I was looking at arcade machines, I was only looking at pinball, so I should see how much I can get a skee-ball machine for. Because I fucking love skee-ball. Hmm. All right. You know who else loves skee-ball? God. God. <laughs> <laughs> that, of course, a reference to Dogma, in yeah. which... 
god as portrayed by Alanis Morissette disappears every so often just to go have a weekend playing skee-ball. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's fucking perfect. <laughs> yes. Except for the fact that because of her love for skee-ball, she gets beaten up and then is in a hospital and the world almost ends. <laughs> and everything worked out. Everything worked out okay. So, um, my last pick um, is probably the most played arcade-style game of all time. Mm-hmm. But before we get to what it is, I feel like it's important to decide what an arcade game is. Arcade games are inherently social. People watch you play. There's a high score list. Mm-hmm. Um, no. And some arcade games predate the computer being able to oh, do that no. math for you. You know, so most arcade games as we envision them, the high scores, the best players, this is all determined uh, by the computer as you're playing the game that does the math. Okay. Um, but an even older style of arcade game, one that populated its own type of bar, it's so popular. It's so popular that almost every bar in America and definitely a handful of around the world areas where it's also popular have a night dedicated to it. I'm, of course, talking about karaoke. I paid my dues Time after time Huh? Karaoke. Fame and fortune and fortune and roses I thank you all Think about it. You've got a screen. It tells you what to do. You follow along. You do your best, and everyone around you judges you for it. Straight up, it's an arcade game. I thought you were going with bowling. I thought you were going with darts. <laughs> nope, but both solid picks as well. No, karaoke, man. Okay. Did you know that karaoke is Japanese for empty orchestra? Yes. Isn't that just haunting? Sure. That was a Parks and Rec joke. <laughs> <laughs> karaoke, the most popular arcade game of all time. Fight me. Oh! I mean... I thought it, you. I thought I was really worried for a second. You were going to be like Roman commerce, <laughs> the things that happened in the original arcades, <laughs> which is just open air arched areas. Well, Ben, you've got a pick. <laughs> yes, I do, and you know I do need to sell off all of these sides of beef. Um, <laughs> Roman commerce written yeah. down. All right, <laughs> no, Chris, no, no, your pick. I'm not taking Roman commerce. <laughs> As much fun as it would be to debate Roman commerce. I mean, reverse <laughs> Roman commerce is like a powerful thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they weren't just a military force, Ben. No, I, I know, I know my, I know my Rome, uh, but uh, uh, they were very sexy. They were naked and screwing each other basically all the time. So HBO tells me. Yeah, yeah. That's not that's not quite accurate, but that's okay. Um, so I am going to go with my last pick is my favorite arcade game. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw this game and I got so excited and I was just tall enough to play it and I didn't care that it cost four quarters. I threw them down and found out I was actually really, really good at it, which made it even more fun because sometimes... You try to play an arcade game, and you're like, I suck at this. 
<laughs> and I had five dollars, and now I'm down, you know, two of them, mm -hmm. wasting it on a game that I'm not good at. But this is a game I have seen all of, and it's hard. And they made a couple of sequels that I have played whenever I find them, and they are also fun and hard, and I love them. I am taking Silent Scope. Ooh, yeah, Silent Scope. Silent Scope is a really cool arcade cabinet that has a fun twist on the light gun genre where there is a screen and then a giant sniper rifle with a small screen in the scope. <laughs> and everybody's tiny on the screen, and you line them up with the, the sniper rifle, and you can see them up close and place your shots. And you have to save the president, the president's wife, and the president's daughter. And <laughs> are you a bad enough dude to save the president? <laughs> um, and it's it's really fun. I remember in the second one, you have to you're getting attacked by a helicopter, and you have to shoot the pilot as he's flying at you, and it's hard. <laughs> but uh, those games are a lot of fun, so I'm taking Silent Scope. All right, Chris, the last pick. Oh, there's so many excellent arcade games left to choose from. I know. I got a pile of honorable mentions. Yeah. Me too. Um, I'm going to go with my gut on this one and All choose right. one based on a exceedingly cool story uh, that I heard. Um, and I'll try and contextualize this in a, in a way to kind of make it a little bit... Uh, to put it back in its original context, just to kind of give an explanation of why this is as cool as it is. Imagine that a video game came out today, right? Mm-hmm. Hard to imagine. Um, and you were super excited. You went to the arcade to play this game with your friends, and you had a great time. It quickly became one of your favorites. And then you started hearing rumors about something that was hidden in the game. Okay. And it was always like somebody's friend's brother who <laughs> knew how to do this thing, you know, who, who knew how to access this hidden part of the game. It's just completely outrageous to think nowadays because you don't create content for a game and then not advertise the hell out of it, right? It's just, yeah. like, gaming has become so intensely, uh, like... Marketed. Marketed. Mm -hmm. That every single thing you put into a game is an asset to be used to sell that game to people. Um, but can you imagine what it'd be like where you're going through a video game trying to find an actual secret in it? This was also pre-internet. Like, you might have had a message board to ask people about. Um, the developers of Mortal Kombat released the game without explaining the fatality feature in the original version. <laughs> it was left in by developers kind of as a joke, and the instructions for it were never um, published. But within an, a month or two, we were, were pretty wide widespread, um, just because of this like, intense word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Almost like urban legend kind of thing, where like people were like, dude, did you hear about this game? If you put in a sequence of, of buttons, you rip the dude's spine out. Yeah. Um, I remember at Laser Quest when I was a kid, because <laughs> we're just going back, um, they had a Mortal Kombat machine. 
that had someone had written a bunch of the fatalities out and like taped it to the top <laughs> of the machine nice. for everyone to use. Yeah. That person good person. <laughs> on the other that. on the other hand, this in, this led to the preponderance of fake secrets or assumed <laughs> secrets or in the case of my number one pick, uh, Street Fighter 2, bad translations being assumed to be secrets. Uh, <laughs> because I believe Ryu says you'll never defeat uh, Sheng Long. And they're like, that must be a secret character. And it's like, <laughs> no, it was a bad translation. Uh, so, didn't but they? ended up making it into the game yes, later. Yes, they, they made that character later uh, as a <laughs> reference to this thing you couldn't do. Bonus time. Yeah. Um, Area 51, uh, yeah, Area which 51. is uh, on my was actually on my banned list because no game has caused me more disappointment in my life than Area 51. <laughs> um, has a Easter egg secret mode as well where you actually play as a predator. Huh. Um, if you don't shoot any of the aliens and you shoot the first three like Area 51 cops that you see, yeah. the game reboots itself and gives you like predator heat vision. And you play through the game like that. And you're fighting the, the cops? No, it's just you play through the normal game. It oh, okay. just is filtered. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. So I guess we can honorable mention Area 51 right there. Yeah. Um, I don't have a lot of honorable mentions, um, so I'll go first. Mostly it's just I, I didn't play a ton of arcade games. I was uh, solidly more of a like like loner <laughs> when it came to gaming. I was uh, a lot happier to like kind of sit in a corner with my Game Boy then go out with quarters. Mm -hmm. uh, probably why I was for you know most of my childhood awkward. <laughs> Nerdy. Um, was? <laughs> uh, Stairs in Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, the, one of the honorable mentions I want to make is not technically an arcade game, but it's just like the perfect arcade game. Um, and that is Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the arcade game. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Which is just, like, one of the best, like, it's, I don't even think it's financially or commercially available now. You cannot get it anymore. You cannot get it anymore. And it's wonderful. It's great. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, all of the weird, like, games where you played on a guitar before Guitar Hero were mm -hmm. great. Um, Guitar Hero, also an arcade game. Yeah, yeah. Um, eventually, yes. Yeah. Eventually. Time Crisis. Yep. Time yep. Crisis, Time Crisis 2 were on my list. Yep. Yeah, House of the Dead we mentioned. Yeah. Similar vein. Yeah. Um, can I say it, Ben? I'm surprised you didn't take Dragon's Lair. Um, I thought for sure that would be up your alley as a kid. I have never played it. Okay. That explains it. Um, I know it's... I mean, it was an arcade yeah. game first... Um, animated, kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure thing, and I figured 100% it would have been, like, your favorite game as a kid. Yeah, there wasn't never one experience near me. But it is, I believe, Don Bluth? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, it's a fully drawn-out... Yeah, it's basically one long quick-time event. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's featured in the opening of the second season of Stranger Things, actually. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh, um, Gauntlet. Gauntlet, yep. Gauntlet. Yep. Um, Gauntlet, call. Gauntlet. If you ever wanted to play almost Diablo 2, but in an <laughs> arcade. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then... Throughout Miss Pac-Man already, yep. throughout GDR. Yeah. You got any others, Ben? I've got plenty of others. Uh, what do you got? I, I took uh, Turtles in Time, but in the same 90s beat-em-up 
uh, the Simpsons arcade game. Yep. Uh, Simpsons arcade mean X Men arcade the game. Six, the six man arcade uh, for X Men. Yep. Awesome game. Uh, for uh, coolest cabinet, uh, Afterburner is the. It's a clearly inspired by Top Gun, mm -hmm. but you sit in it and it moves you around like you're flying the F-14, mm. fighting everybody. Nice. Uh, and then I was actually really worried. Uh, Chris was about to take the precursor to the... Uh, so there's Star Wars Battle Pod, mm -hmm. where you, you fall, get into a pod and you're flying around in a TIE fighter or an X-Wing. Yeah, that's the new one. Yeah. The and newer the, one. That one's a lot of fun. The previous version of that pod game was a mobile suit Gundam game mm. where you're controlling a mech from inside the pod. Is there a Gundam VR game? There needs to be a Gundam VR game. I think game. they only make awful uh, Destiny uh, uh, Dynasty Warriors games. Yeah. Okay. Which is super sad. It's... I love Dynasty Warriors Gundam. <laughs> but it's not what I want from a Gundam game. Fair. It's very different than the kind of game we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. I think the problem is that Gundam inspired all of the rest of them but like kind of like you know how sometimes the like the first the first item in a lot long line ends up being the less the least developed overall mm -hmm. like gundam has always made the coolest like actual mechas um but in terms of like translating it out of anime and manga has always been kind of like the weakest yeah and then uh the, the last uh, honorable mention, the original Star Wars arcade game. Yeah. The vector graphics, you're taking, you're doing Yeah, one the, of the uh, first 3D games ever made. Yeah, you're doing the, the Death Star attack run, and it's so cool. Yep. Even even as dated as it is, it's it's really cool. All right, I got two honorable mentions that I just got to throw out real quick, and then I want to talk about some more weird arcade games that I couldn't bring myself to draft. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to throw out... Uh, combined Tennis for Two and Pong. Uh, honorable mentions, Tennis for Two being the first video game ever made, uh, was played on an oscilloscope and used a computer that was made for ballistic missile calculation <laughs> to effectively play Pong. Um, and then later was turned down from the Donner Model 30 computer to something a bit more manageable and reproducible and on a much easier to use screen and was turned into Pong. Um, so I wanted to get those out of the way real quick. Also honorable mentions to NBA Jam and Bubble Bobble. Oh yeah. Um, excellent games that I have fond memories of my, from my childhood. But let's talk about games that I've never played before but are fucking weird arcade games that I totally am all about. Um, so I want to throw an honorable mention shout out to the cow milking game that has <laughs> realistic udders. Oh. Um, realistic air quotes. Um, I want to throw an honorable mention to Turnip Strength Tester, which is based off of a Russian legend of yore. It's basically pull the sword from the stone, but it's a turnip. And so you'll see videos of people finding these even to the modern day, where it's like them and eight of their buddies, and they're all like latched onto each other in a chain, and they all pull at the same time to try and break records. Huh. Um, <laughs> I want to throw one out to Amusement Washing Machine, uh, which is a combination laundry machine arcade game where the better you play the game, the more accurately the machine does your laundry. Well, that's weird. 
Um, so Wait, if you're terrible at the we? game, well, yeah. So like if you're bad at the game, you have to put in more quarters to finish your load because you have to get certain checkpoints for like the soap to drop in and stuff. <laughs> for okay, so until you mentioned that, I was like, yeah, that's a smart idea. Like just include a game to like, keep people interested. And like doing their laundry, like double duty. Yeah. But like, no. I don't so. need DLC for my laundry. <laughs> um, there's Tablecloth Hour, which is another weird controller Japanese game where you do the tablecloth out from under the table trick without dropping anything. Can we just give Japan an honorable mention <laughs> and be done with it? Um, there is Wall Street, which you might yep. think is a fun game about Wall Street banking, but are you familiar with the Nintendo game where the people are in the building on fire and you catch them? Yeah. It's like that, but suicidal bankers. <laughs> yep. Fuck. You're catching people after the, the stock market collapsed in the 20s. Yep. And then there is the infamous Boonga Boonga. <laughs> what? So are you familiar with, I forget the exact name of it, but it's the Japanese prank with the two finger guns up the butthole? <laughs> no. It is that, but an arcade game. <laughs> um, you pick your target with um, such things as J-pop star and child molester, and then you shove your fingers up their butthole. Okay. And if you do it good enough, air quotes, instead of giving you tickets, it gives you a little plastic piece of poop. About five of these were ever made. <laughs> Google that shit. No. Boonga boonga. And I'm out of honorable mentions. Good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yep. Some crazy arcade games out there. And we'll talk about them more next week when we go to the debate. Assuming we can get out of this arcade game. Otherwise, I mean, the mics are still... You can see the cords just run for a while still. So I'm thinking we can follow these cords out. We'll find out. Yeah, that sounds... It's going to take some time, though. So why don't you take us out, Chris, and we'll start following these cords. Yeah, I suppose it's not the weirdest thing we've ever done in this I'm show. I'm following all these dots, so... Oh, oh yeah. They do not taste good. No. Oh. Also, you've upgraded from a small case B to an upper case B. It's not as flattering in the vector graphics. No. Oh. You look a little, um, a little portly. A little bloated there. Ah, ghost! Quick, Chris! Uh, okay, um, I guess we're running. <laughs> um, thanks for our theme song to the Kickstand Band. I hope they're not an arcade game. And please shoot us an email at draftuniverse@gmail.com. Let us know what you want us to draft in our new season. Facebook.com slash DraftTheUniverse at Twitter, DraftTheVerse. You can interact with us there. And our social media manager, Keith, who oh. is definitely not trapped in this arcade wah, game. Wah, wah, oh, no, hold wah, on, hold wah, on. Wah. They turned a different color. Ben, you can eat them now. Go eat them, Ben. They're blue. Go eat them. Go but I've already eaten too much. I'm, I'm a, I need to get back to my lowercase b. Oh, God, they're flashing back now. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs>